everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of the Finger Guns Podcast, where we react to this year's Summer Game Fest. Hi there, my name is Roscoe. I am joined by Miles Thompson. Hello once again, sir. Hello there. Feels like only yesterday we were just talking. Crazy, isn't it? How are you? Very, very good, thank you. It was, uh, well, we'll get to it, but it was pretty much as perfect a fest as I could get. So I've done all right. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Mr. Toby Anderson. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, pal? I'm good. I'm good. Apart from some traumatic child uh, child rearing over the course of today, yeah. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> good. Everyone's still alive, Carpool doing its job. Uh, yes, I, uh, I missed a good portion of the Summer Game Fest because my um, my little boy decided to scream the house down and Cowpole solved everything. So God damn it. We, we like Cowpole here. We love Cowpole here. And joining us for the first time in what feels like a long, long time, the one, the only, Mr. Sean Davies. Hello. Hello, Captain. How are you, man? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very good. It's great to have you back on the podcast. I appreciate it. I, I, I feel like I've been gone for far too long. But the the, the the Red Sea's opened, a path formed. I could <laughs> I could join the podcast once again. Thank thank the heavens. Thank the heavens. I uh, didn't try to make that a religious experience, by the way. I wasn't trying to say that God biblical me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Appearing on the podcast is for some a biblical experience. And uh, yeah, especially when Sean's around. All right, then let's get into what we thought overall. Uh, Miles, overall, your thoughts on this year's Summer Game Fest? Uh, well, as we were talking through it, I had a very good time, probably much more so than you guys may have done. Um, a lot of the games were right up my street in terms of there's a lot of sci fi horror stuff, almost the first entire hour, to be honest. Um, but I thought it was a good showing. Jeff Keighley didn't actually talk that much, so that's always a good sign. And there's <laughs> loads of games shown, um, some actual gameplay, a couple of cool trailers. Um, and there's loads of games that I'm interested in. And it was quite a, other than all the sci-fi space stuff, there was actually quite a mix of other stuff in the second half and some cool announcements. So, yeah, I thought it was a really good showing. Unlike last year where some of them were like wasted dead time, there was a lot of just good stuff in there. So it didn't mm. feel like a wasted two hours. Cool. Nice one. Uh, Tobes, from what you saw, I know you didn't see all of it, but what are your overall thoughts? No, you see, in the end, I did see all of it. I just had to oh, skip through. Jeff Keeley bits. <laughs> oh, doesn't sound that bad. Doesn't sound that bad, to be honest. No. Um, well, because I didn't have any all that much downtime, it, it went quite fast, um, which is probably just, just on me, really. Um, I had to catch up about half an hour of it over the same sort of period of time. So you can imagine how much I pretty much skipped was around about half an hour. I think overall, I'd agree with Miles. It was a good showing. I don't think there was massive sections where I was bored or or had problems. I was only skipping bits that I generally wouldn't have wanted to listen to anyway, just the interview bits, really. Um, I didn't need to see an entire level of, of one of the games. Um, and um, there were sections that were right up my street. There was a whole section of anime games that they managed to keep them all together um, so that everyone else could turn off and I could just be like, yes, this is good. And there was a whole section of, um, like like um, Miles says, just sci-fi horrors, which were definitely uh, my kind of thing. Um, I think there was a good balance. So lots and lots of different genres, especially in the second half. And it had its uh, it had a good balancing overall effect, I think, after the first half of just horror, horror, horror. Mm, yeah. Yeah, certainly was a, a better balance as the show went on. Um, Sean, your take on the Summer Game Fest this year? Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, I think that Jeff did exactly the right thing he should have done by managing expectations this year. You know, he came out a few days ago to say, don't expect anything massive, and he did exactly the right thing because 
this wasn't you know this wasn't sony the trifecta of announcements you know that, that kind of a grand sh show but it was a very good show and i think it did exactly what it did very well yep how about you thoughts uh yeah i would agree i mean it wasn't really a massive amount here that got me personally very very excited but i think as an overall showing for a mix of genres that was available um yeah it was great it really was very samey at the start i think they could have done a little more to mix that up a little bit because we, we were saying before we uh before we started recording it was like one deep space horror after another after another and it was got a bit like well let's mix that up a bit it didn't need to be all at the very start but um yeah, as as the show expanded, and you know, once we saw some DLC for certain games, and it was great, and it managed to move on uh, at a swifter pace than I was expecting. So, yeah, all all good. And there was a distinct lack of Keeley, so that was always a huge bonus in shows like this. Um, so, what we're going to do, we're going to go one by one, all the announcements, what we thought of them. We'll try and get done as quick as we can, but you never know how long that might take. So, kicking off with Street Fighter Six and the reveal of Guile. Not entirely sure why this is a massive announcement, but there we go. Um, who haven't I asked about Street Fighter yet? Uh, Sean, how do you look? How are you finding Street Fighter Six thus far? I am very excited. Nice. Very, this this announcement, I, I know that like the unveil of Guile sounds like the stupidest fucking announcement you could possibly make to open a game show, because we all know Guile's going to be there. We all know that his stage is going to be there. But it was just a continuation of the theme that, that this is going to be a Street Fighter game that's, that's accommodating fans and newbies and casuals alike. And, you know, the fact that it's quite visually pleasing, as well as it looks like it's going to have quite new mechanics, but also be, um, like, accessible is, is great. And visually, I was taken aback and thought that this looked just fucking brilliant. And I can't wait to play it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Miles, did you get anything more from this trailer that you didn't uh, get from uh, the state of play? Uh, I thought it looked really nice, and it looks like it's going to have a good fighting system, but Street Fighter's not my thing, so I wasn't particularly bothered about it, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. But for Street Fighter fans, it looks cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. Uh, Tabs? Now, let's keep it moving. I don't think I've got anything more to say that Sean hasn't already said. Okay. All right, fine. I'll keep it moving. Jeez. Right, then we moved on to Aliens Dark Descent, which is a tactical strategy game coming in 2023. I know a certain Mr. Miles Thompson got rather excited about this. Keen, keen. Very, 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 very keen. Yes. <laughs> I like me my top-down shooters and stuff. It looks like it's going to be another four-player co-op type thing. Um, it's basically Aliens Fireteam Elite, but just a slightly like different version. Um, and initially, we both thought it was DLC for Fireteam, didn't we? We did, um, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's got a decent style. I like the kind of atmosphere of the trailer. We only got like a tiny snip of actual gameplay at the end to kind of tell us how it's going to actually play. Um, but I like games of this style. So hopefully if it's done right and it's not like a mobile-esque type design to ruin it, um, it should be pretty fun. So yeah, fingers crossed we'll see a bit more of it soon. Nice. Uh, Toby, Aliens Dark Descent. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with Miles on this. That looked um, like, a, like a pretty passable trailer. It, it, there was a bit of jankiness. Maybe it wasn't quite as finished as they might have wanted it to be. But it's a bit of a double A rather than triple A looking sort of thing. Once it had those two or three tiny shots of gameplay, I was all in. I was like, mm, that looks really cool. I, I like those top down. Um, it didn't feel like a like a 
what's it called? called? Like a like an actual um, strategy game. It didn't look like that. More like a alienation sort of a thing. You like a house mark. Yeah, more like. And if it is, yeah, hell divers kind of feel. And if it is like that, I'll be even more interested. but if it if it's a bit more slowed down pace of like a you know real time strategy, then that's fine. I can I can deal with that. I'm hoping maybe if it's like that, it's more like the uh, recent gears tactics and uh, and and stuff like that. Cool. Uh, Sean, is this your this your back? Um, I I wasn't totally hot on it, but I think that's because I'm not great on like mostly CGI trailers. So mm. I, I'm definitely excited to see more about it. Um, I just. I couldn't, the, the, the couple of seconds of, of gameplay didn't really give me enough to, to get me excited. So, and I, I, my general consensus on CGI trailers is they can eat a dick. So, <laughs> how about you? Um, yeah, no, this is nothing for me. Um, it isn't my, uh, isn't my genre, but I kind of enjoyed the trailer up until then. I was, again, with Miles Curtis as to what it was um, until I finally saw, of course, that iconic um, alien design. I was like, oh, okay, this is an aliens game. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to run out and buy this one, but I'll look forward to Miles telling me all about it on the podcast next year when it lands, I'm sure. Um, then we had a look at the Callisto Protocol, or as Miles called it last week, the Calypso Protocol, which I actually prefer as a title. Uh, we finally saw some uh, some gameplay. Uh, Toes, what did you make of the gameplay for the Callisto Protocol? Yeah, really, really cool. I mean, this is such a sort of obvious spiritual successor to Dead Space. It's the same team. It's the same look. It's deep space horror. And it's just done in that sort of, I, I hate to use the word visceral because obviously that's what they used to be called, but um, like a visceral style that the, the punching and the and the weapons all just had such a meaty feel to them. Um, and obviously there's just gore and shit everywhere. The guns and the sort of little little um, holographic bits that hover in the air and things it just screams dead space and if you've played dead space and you like dead space this is going to be just a complete no-brainer it's everything you kind of want from that evolution and for us to be getting dead space remake as well at the same time almost um it's just kind of ridiculous those two months are going to be a lot of fun i am absolutely all in it's probably a day one and i don't go for day ones very often Mm, interesting. Uh, Sean, what did you make of the Callisto Protocol? Yeah, it looks great. Um, my, my exact notes were, looks great. Hope it doesn't get lost in the horror shuffle at the end of the year. Mm. There's quite a lot of horror games out there coming in at the end of the year. And this is probably the, like, the least known new IP style one. You know, it's coming out the same time as Dead Space. I just don't hope it doesn't get swallowed by everything else because it does look great. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's a very... You- Valid concern. Um, yeah, I'm not going to play this. It looks too scary. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Oh, um, this, isn't, this isn't my bag um, at all. But um, I know it's Miles's. Miles's is super hyped for this one. Certainly am. Certainly, certainly am. I think it looks really, really good. And um, yeah, it just looks really punchy. There was a bit in like the first trailer where I was like, oh, I wonder if the combat's going to be a little bit clunky. And then actually watching the full gameplay trailer today um, that they showed off, it looks just like Dead Space, which is exactly what I want. Um, love me some dead space and the melee system or melee system looks a bit like the last of us with it's like melee finishes and stuff so i was like that looks cool um i love the atmosphere and style of it i like the fact that all the huds done on the person again so there's no actual hud on the screen um i think it's just gonna have a really good vibe um so yeah i'm super hyped for this one nice again another one you can tell me all about um when it comes (laughs) (laughs) cannot wait um and then we got an extended look at our first gameplay for call of duty Modern Warfare 2, 
Um, I got quite excited about this. This is the kind of Call of Duty that I love. Uh, Toby, you weren't so hot on it. You see, I, no, I don't think so. It's it's less that I'm not hot on it. I think I think I'm still just confused as to what this one is. Um, I, I just didn't need to see a whole level. I know what Call of Duty is, and I know that this one looks real shiny, right? But I don't need to watch an entire thing like that when I'm just want trailer, 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 please. Um, that that's all that really turned me off. I think the actual thing looks great. Looks like a really fun time. Um, a great Call of Duty experience. I just, I really want to know what on earth they mean by it being Modern Warfare 2. Like, it's not Modern Warfare 2. There's new characters in there. That's clearly a new storyline. I don't understand why it's called Modern Warfare 2. And then they kept talking about when they came on, on at the end, they kept talking about like a, a reimagining with new characters, but the same bits and then something else. Like, it's all over the place as to what it actually is. Um, does anyone else on here know more than I do about what it actually is? Yes. It's Go a sequel it. to Modern Warfare. <laughs> a sequel to Modern Warfare. I mean, I'll give you that. <laughs> but what um, is it in relationship to Modern Warfare 2? Um, well, it's not called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's called Modern Warfare 2. And it's a sequel to Modern Warfare, which is a remake of Call of Duty for Modern Warfare. So I don't know how I can make it any clearer for you, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely explained. Thanks for that. No I feel problem, so much no more... Problem. Like just informed than I was. <laughs> I, can, I can help you out a little bit, maybe. <laughs> is it like before the advanced warfare as well? Like modern warfare is not advanced warfare yet. No, so like when they rebooted COD Four um, into modern warfare, they like took the characters and the ideas of the game, but then they completely changed. Like did new levels, new storyline, and all that kind of stuff. But they had some of like the characters return, and then at the end of modern warfare, it's teased about some of the other characters from modern warfare two returning. Um, and from the looks of this trailer, it's like the mission that they showed was like a mix of both wet work from Call of Duty 4 and the oil rig mission from Modern from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So I feel like they're kind of taking a lot of the stuff from the games originally, and they're kind of then mishmashing them together into like a new story with the same characters. So like Ghost, Gaz, um, Soap, and uh, whatever his name is, the main guy. Nice. Um, yes, so they're all kind of like returning, but as like new versions of themselves, but kind of still the same. Um, but it's going to be like a newish storyline, but based on some of the stuff from the original games. <laughs> so it's really so, strange. So your your explanation there, right, sounded like what I said, but yeah. as if you knew what you were talking about, right? And I just <laughs> admitted I didn't Toby. know what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's with confidence, Toby. Oh yeah, so it's kind of like yep. it is the original games, but they're being reworked into like new storylines, basically, but with the same characters. <laughs> and the gameplay looks sick, to be fair. I, really I hope I hope our read, uh, readers and listeners know what what the fuck. <laughs> It's about. I hope I haven't cleared any of that up for anybody. <laughs> Did you like the look of it then, Ross? Look yes. good. Yep. I'm all about this. Um, Vanguard, I enjoyed, but I didn't. It didn't scratch that kind of Call of Duty itch for me. I didn't feel like I was playing a Call of Duty game. Um, it didn't have that that real vibe to it. But this is you know Ghost and Price and everything. It feels yeah. This is a more comfortable place for me to be in with Call of Duty, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Looking forward to blowing some uh, blowing some heads off as Captain Price. It's been a while, I feel like so. Uh, yeah, give it time. It's going to be great. Uh, Sean, want to finish this, this this one off? Look good. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal production values as always from Core Duty. Um, I think uh, I was a bit worried when the trailer when the gameplay first started because I think a couple of the recent Core Duties have kind of turned into follow the arse in front of you simulators where you just run behind someone else. Yeah. Um, and that felt like the beginning of this this gameplay did feel like that. 
But then it's only it's, as soon as it started getting, you know, all firefighters and opening, you got those sliding shipping containers and emergent gameplay, as they like to call it. It looked fucking great. And this sound like a hell of a game, especially with the multiplayer in Warzone 2.0. I am on board. I know it doesn't make any fucking sense. And then everything that Toby says is correct, but I just yeah. can't wait for it. <laughs> Has there ever been like a, a long lingering narrative throughout the Call of Duty games? I mean, the, the Modern Warfare games followed on from one another, but sure. and obviously Black Ops followed on from one another, but um, it's not like these these are just fucking military simulators at this point, aren't they? You know, no one's playing it for the narrative, the shooting, you know, they're playing it for the very high productions of the shooty shooty bang bang. So I let's go really, for it. I do really hope they keep the feel of like the clean house mission from the rebooted one in 2019, because like I love the feel of the it's like more gritty it's more kind of personal combat and it's less about like the big bombastic war scenes and more about the up close and personal like close quarters fighting um i found that really compelling in the rebooted one so i'm hoping that they keep more of that vibe as well because that was really satisfying to play i mean there's one thing we can guarantee for sure there will not be is a no russian mission no <laughs> yeah they definitely won't get away with that now will they that's not going to fucking happen god could you imagine uh, if they did though i can imagine i mean we, we were all shot the first time they did it, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, they just couldn't do it now. Definitely not now. No, do you think they'll have a different now. shock, like a different thing? Or do you think they've gone to the point where they can't have shocks like that? It will just it, It's too much of a hit on the balance sheet. I mean, the Clean House mission was pretty... It wasn't as controversial as such, but like it's pretty dark in places and you can shoot, I think, a kid um, and it instantly fails the mission. You don't actually see what happens if you do do it. Um, so I guess they could do something along those lines where it's just like the uncomfortableness of like a fighting scene, but I don't think it'll be anything as controversial as that. No, I don't see that happening anymore, to be honest. And they've got um they've got lawyer bills to pay, haven't they, Activision? So you know, yeah. it happen. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, and then we had a look at uh, Flashback 2, which is a sequel 30 years in the making. Um, Miles, do you want to tell us everything you know about Flashback? Yeah, I wasn't born. <laughs> so when this came up, Ross was like, oh, flashback. And I was like, what the fuck is flashback? Because <laughs> I was ahead and I was like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. It's got neon, it's a little bit cyberpunky. It's kind of platform action, looks fine. And I was like, oh, it's called flashback. And Ross was like, flashback? And I was like, should I should I know what that is? And no, I shouldn't because I wasn't born. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, we got very little information about it. But uh, flashback two is the thing. That is happening. Are you excited about a new flashback topes? I am, but only because it looks and plays like games I remember from the time. But I don't think I actually played flashback either. Um, just lots of other things that were that were clones of it over the years. Mm. Um, it's it. You, I, I know it just because because of sort of video game history, but I'd never played it, and I just know it's had a lot of influence. So. Yeah, I'd be interested to play. I'd actually be interested to play the first one, but certainly if it's if it's actually keeping all of the pixelated graphics and you know the whole thing, or if that was just bits of the original, see, because I, I I really don't know. Um, it depends on on what that is. Maybe they'll release the original at the same time or something. Yeah, maybe. Well, here's some good news for you, Toby. Flashback was remastered and released a couple of years ago on there we pretty go. much everything. So, um, yeah, I missed that. Now. It, it's a great game. Very very good game. Still now today. Um, it, it's like early Abe's Odyssey style gameplay, and it's definitely worth a play. The the sequel looks looks very different. Um, what the, the pixel art that you saw pretty much like 
there was like snippets of a of a like a bike racing thing down a dome, which just made mm. no sense. That was wasn't in the first game because the first game was pretty much like jungly sci-fi, where this one just looks straight up sci-fi. So I'm hoping it's not too much of a divorce from the first game. But um, uh, yeah. it looks a lot like a sort of another world as well. Yeah, that it was feels yeah, they, like yeah, they were sure. both very similar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited about this. I just hope that it's good because 30 years is a long time to wait for a sequel for it to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> that would be unfortunate. Duke Nukem bad. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Sorry, sorry, I feel like I hurt Sean just then. Oh, <laughs> ow. Oh, man. I had, I, had a, I had a pre-order for Duke Nukem Forever that I never picked up. <laughs> just wasted the money. <laughs> I did. I, I pre-ordered it on the day that it was announced because oh, no. I was that much into Duke Nukem. Anyway, Sorry. Oh, <laughs> that is that is a traumatic tale in the making. Yeah. Anyway, can we, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, we'll move on to uh, move on to Witchfire, um, which is coming to early access and Steam. It was a first-person shooter set in a uh, gothic kind of fantasy era. Um, it was pretty cool. Got Mars excited anyway. Yeah, I thought it looked um, it looked a little bit slow. Um, initially, I was like, oh, is this like a fantasy kind of doomy style type game? But it looks a little bit slower paced. It was a bit more like kind of Bioshock style pace of combat. Um, but I thought it looked quite interesting. Um, I think it will be about waiting to see um, more of like a proper in-depth look at the gameplay. Because although we saw a bit of how it looks to play, I'll be intrigued to see like how a level plays out or more of a significant chunk you know, of the, the gameplay mechanics itself actually work because I feel like this is one that could be really good or it could end up being really like bleh, just really bland and you kind of get bored of it quite quick. So mm. I'm kind of holding out to see a bit more of it before I make my mind up. But I do like the idea and the core mechanical um, ideals of it. So just got to keep fingers crossed that it actually comes out as good as it looked. <laughs> okay, um, cool. Yeah, looks all right. Nice. Uh, Toad, which the like, look of Witchfire? Yeah. I think I'm on board. Uh, same as Miles. I just need to see more of it. But it's it's the kind of thing I'd, I'd definitely give it a go. It looked it looked fun. The shooting looked fun. The mechanics looked fun. It, I, I think I'd, I think I'd agree. It had a sort of slower feel than maybe like Doom or something. But it did have a bit of a Doom feel to it. Just maybe I, I quite liked the fact that it was in a fantasy world instead, and you still had lots of cool guns. Um, I don't know. It's, and magic as well. It's a bit of a sort of Skyrim, but with like more of an FTS. FPS, sorry, um, feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about it myself, but um, I think it might be quite interesting for those who are interested in that kind of genre. Definitely looks a bit unique. Um, Sean, what did you think from Witchfire? Uh, my exact notes were Fantasy Doom, gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thoughts on it. Yeah, it someone else. I need to see more, but it, uh, the, the gun looks fucking great. That big, because I think it's just that one gun that you play with, if I remember rightly. And you right. basically like add additions to that one gun, um, but yeah, it, it looks fucking cool. Cool. Um, and then we had a nose at Fort Solace, which stars Roger Clark, who was Arthur in Red Dead Two. Is that right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, you are correct. And um, and that Troy Baker guy, who, you know, yeah, Troy Baker. Yeah. Was that actually uh, him, or was it just his NFT though? Ah, it's funny because of things that happened before. <laughs> Um, yeah, come to Steam only, but it does look uh, pretty interesting. Uh, Toby, did you like Fort Solace? Yeah, this was one of the ones that I hadn't seen anything of before. I think it, I think it's a world premiere as far as I was concerned. But um, story heavy, thriller, 
on what looked like Mars. Um, it looked pretty dope. Yeah, it looked like my kind of thing, definitely like a, you know, a, a narrative heavy sort of thing. But they kept saying, it's got lots of action, it's got lots of this. And I was like, well, yeah, but we didn't see that really. We just saw some people meandering about and you then told us it all had all those, those things. So we need to see more. Uh, we often need to see more with these things. Like, um, like Sean says, you know, your cinematic trailer only goes so far. But um, yeah, I, I definitely am interested. It will go on my radar, that's for sure. Cool. Uh, Sean? Uh, so I've got notes here. It says, Luke's great, has top talent. Hope it doesn't just turn into a third-person shooter. Um, hope it's more of a narrative-focused thriller. Um, I did a mm. bit of digging on this. The studio that's making it is from the UK, and it is very small, And but it does have a couple of veterans attached to it. So I'm, I'm hopeful, because like I, it does look like it's got a kind of um, sci-fi thriller, mystery, murder mystery vibe going for it. But again... I just hope it, like there's enough of these sci-fi third-person shooters out there right now, and um, we don't need another. I hope this one's more story-based. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that, for sure. Uh, Miles, looking forward to having Roger Clark back in your ears? Oh, always. That man's voice is just beautiful. Weirdly, <laughs> he doesn't sound anything like Arthur when he actually talks like as a regular human being, um, which I find even more impressive that he can voice Arthur. So That's because he's an actor. I know, but like his non-natural voice sounds like the most natural voice in existence. I don't know how he does it. Um, so yeah, I'm very impressed with voice acting right now. Um, yeah, Fort Solace looks great. And um, like Sean said, I actually agree. I really hope this is more story focused, narrative based and more of like an exploration stealthy type thing rather than a, a pure action game. They did say there was going to be quite a lot of action in it. So hopefully it's not going to be too, too much. Um, but I think the production value is going to be really high and the two very good voice actors in it, it should be a good time. So yeah, yeah. should be good. Nice. Um, and then we had a look at Routine coming from Raw Fury, um, coming to Xbox and PC. This is one of the, probably the first time I went, yep, yeah, okay, that was interesting. I want to have a go on that. Um, Sean, what did you make of Routine? I remember covering this game when it was first announced at, on PS Gamer. This wow. is how long. So the, this, the original pitch that was made looked nothing like what we saw. And it looked, you know, this looks so far beyond what it was a decade ago. And it looks super impressive. I really kind of want to see more of it in action because I get the feeling that what we saw was pretty staged. Um, but I like if if it's anything like like it looked, I think we did something special there. Looks really good. Yeah. Them robots are freaking weird, man. Not the best. Not the best. Uh, tips? That is literally all I was going to say. That they those robots were scary as like mm. um a folding out face jaw thing. It was um a freaky robot design. Very cool. I really I, I kind of still need to see. I don't know, Sean, if you saw from what it was before, what kind of a game it really is. Like what what um genre or gameplay style we're actually talking about. So if I mean this, this might be because uh, I remember I was waiting on this. I genuinely followed them on Twitter for like eight years, and they didn't tweet for years. Where I unfollowed them because I thought the game had gone. But the original pitch was that you come onto the spaceship um, to do like routine cleaning on the spaceship, and you get there and everyone's gone and all the robots are around. But it's like um, the robots are like at the time, Alien Isolation was like yeah. a big thing, and the AI of the robots was like supposed to be built on similar kind of um algorithms so that they were like smart robots that would chase you and fuck you up and um 
if that is the case, I mean, we might have a, another alien isolation on our hands, which... Yeah, but it's definitely a very first-person sort of exploring... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, because that's the vibe I was getting. It was definitely an alien isolation vibe. But just instead of having the alien there as well, you just only had, you know, the freaky droids. Because there were freaky droids in that too. Yes, yes, there were, yeah. With their little red eyes. Yeah. Right. Awesome, awesome. Right. Um, and then we had some adverts from The Rock. Um, he turned up to talk about his energy drink. Drink this. Um, he talked about his role in Fortnite. And then he showed us a trailer for Black Adam, uh, which looks like a looks like a movie. Sure, it looks like a movie. Um, and then we, we moved on very, very quickly to Outriders World Slayer. Um, the first kind of big expansion pack coming to Outriders, which I was surprised to see because I thought Outriders freaking crashed and burned, but they are powering through with this DLC. Uh, Sean, I don't think I've played Outriders since we played it in uh, either the beta or the game's launch. Um, how are you feeling about um, World Slayer? Would it get you back into Outriders, do you think? So let me let me hit my notes first. I've put, this is the first time I've thought about this game in about eight months. Maybe, <laughs> maybe longer. Um, it's starting to look more and more like Destiny, and maybe yeah. that's intentional. Um, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, I think I think they they are they are definitely they've noticed that basically their, their original pitch was good, but it was too generic probably, and that they are probably going to try and ride the coattails to Destiny to a bit of success. The mm. the reports are that it didn't make a penny since it doesn't it doesn't broke even yet. So, mm. but you know maybe Square Enix and these guys are going to play the long game and try and get these DLCs to sell. But I mean nothing there convinced me to go back. It, you know, Destiny exists, so yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need another one. Yeah, well, Destiny does it does very well. It's fine. Yes. Uh, Miles, uh, I never played Outriders. It was one of those that I kind of liked the look of, but then didn't jump into because I heard about all the launch problems it had. Um, apparently, it did keep quite a decent player base that stuck through it. But yeah, I don't really know much about it. It looked very Destiny-like, and I got burned on Destiny too. So yeah, not one for me, I'm afraid. The weird thing I always remember about Outriders was how the game flips on you in this, a very specific moment. You think you know what it is, and then it turns <laughs> so quickly, and everything gets really fucking Mad Max, and it gets really weird. And it's like, what the hell happened? And it's yeah, it lost me completely. But it was yeah, I respect the game for like for essentially giving you a game that it did not advertise. It's two different games inside one package, there. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, Toby, have you got any interest in Outriders? No, I think I've done the same as Sean. I played it and I forgot all about it. It's um, I, I've not even I don't even feel the need to go back to Destiny, let alone go back to a Destiny clone. Um, it's it's not for me really at all at this point. I, I did actually like that first hour when it was a sort of alien world exploration gone wrong. And that was interesting. And then it flipped on its head and became this generic shooter, Mad Max thing. Mm, boring. Mm. And I got bored after an hour or two after that. So, you know, I won't be going back in. They didn't, they did not get me back in with what they showed. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and then we got a live action trailer for Fall Guys. Of course, that's going free to play on Xbox and Switch and PC and PS5. On June 21st. I thought those graphics look good. Oh, it was live yeah, right? action. Damn. Oh, I'm sorry about that, man. Sorry about that, man. Uh, Fall Guys isn't running in UE5 just yet. But uh, yeah, uh, Fall Guys and 4K is coming very, very soon. So if, you, if you're still playing Fall Guys, go crazy. It's going to be very, very shiny very, very soon. 
Um, and then we had a look at Stormgate, um, which is a bloody awful title. Um, it's beta for this game is coming in 2073. Another top-down strategy RTS thing. Um, Miles, what did you say from this? I know you're excited about it. Yeah, it was a nice trailer. It didn't show anything of how the actual game's going to play, so we can't really gauge anything from it, which is kind of annoying. Mm. Um, the kind of idea of demon versus mech, and then they showed off a couple of the concept art things, and it looked a little bit like RTS for, like, 10-year-olds. And that's, so I kind of hope it gets kind of cleaned up a little bit by the time it releases, which I'm sure it will. Um, but, yeah, the idea, I like RTSs. I like the idea of it. Um, so intrigued to see more of it, but... Yeah, the name sucks. I don't know why they've named it that. It's just <laughs> awful. Like, you want to make a good first impression. Why would you call it Stormgate? There was a game called Stormrise, like, a decade ago, and that was absolutely shit. So to be associated with it, it's not a good sign. Um, but yeah, hopefully it turns out better than that. <laughs> Blimey. Shitting on Stormrise for absolutely no reason on this podcast. I like it. It was terrible. I paid full <laughs> price for that game, and I, I learned my lesson. Uh, Sean, I guess another full CGI trailer didn't uh, didn't get you excited. No, the trailer did nothing for me. But the the people involved with this game, they are explicit folk that worked on Warcraft, another shit name, but actually turned into a good game. So mm. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful for this because the 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 quality of people involved. But that, like I say, that trailer, you might as well are not showing it to me. Just show me the concept art because I really don't care about your CGI trailers. Fair enough. Uh, Toby? Toby? Oh, I was just, I uh, couldn't get my mute button to work. <laughs> That's all right. Um, the, uh, I felt, I found the actual cinematic trailer really odd. Like, um, she's, this girl, it looked kind of interesting. Like, there's a storyline there about this girl who's found a shield thing, and there was lots of, you know, and then the demon came out. And then the shield that she was so excited to get did nothing for her like it didn't stop the demon or the box or anything from hurting her and throwing her across the room so that was kind of odd like okay well that shield's rubbish then isn't it the level one shield you found um the it shows you like sean says nothing about the game whatsoever really we don't know what the gameplay really is we don't know what anything about it really is so um at least some of the others showed you like three seconds of gameplay at the end this one just and it also it felt a little stilted, like an unfinished, that, that um, cinematic. Shitting yeah. on Stormgate for no reason right here. <laughs> <laughs> With no reason. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't know anything about it, but fuck it. <laughs> don't just show me, you know, stuff that means nothing. Mm. I agree with Sean. Um, and I think we got like our first look at a, at a um, kind of an indie um, indie-esque title, um, Highwater which is an adventure set in a climate-change-torn world. Um, that's you this year. Um, looks like my kind of jam, uh, Sean. Looks like your kind of jam as well, actually. It's, it's, I mean, these are all fucking my kind of jam, aren't they? Uh, but <laughs> do, I don't know if um, if Miles had noticed this, but this is from the same people who made Golf Club Wasteland. I did. I noticed it, I noticed it from the, the voice actor for the radio on it, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I said to Ross, I was like, is this Golf Club Wasteland? Um, yeah, so that's got me super excited. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my one note for this is they really know how to channel that really specific, fucked up, but actually not quite threatening dystopia vibe. Yeah. Like, yeah. The world has gone to shit, but actually you don't really care because it's quite chilled out. <laughs> so, utopic dystopia. I love yeah, it. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really into the vibe that they managed to create for all of their games. So yeah, sign me up. It looks crazy shit, but fucking whatever. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. Uh, Tobes? 
I'll just be the downer on this one. I uh, don't I, I don't really like that that team uh, and, and some of the games they've released. So um it looked very bland, very I'm so shaded, look at me, but there's nothing really to tell you about. And it didn't didn't do much for me. The only thing I did like was um the song. That that song was quite quite nice, had a real vibe of like the supermassive um, you know, Hades ones. Is it supermassive? Am I getting that right? Supermassive games? Um, yeah, the, the the ones that they have for all of their games, it had a bit of that feel to it. So maybe the music will be really nice. I see. Wow. Well, there you are. Yeah, it's just for balance, man. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I'm just a really mean asshole for balance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we had a look at American Arcadia, which is coming to PC and consoles. Um, I was having a look on Twitter. Yuri Lomenthal's in this. Sissy Jones is in this. So kind of automatically completely going to play it. But um, Miles, this look, this doesn't look like your jam. Did it? it wasn't for you me. Were, you weren't feeling this, but man, Twitter was going crazy about it. Yeah, it felt like one of those that was like gonna be a popular one, and I was just watching. I didn't really like the art style of it very much, and like the bits of gameplay that we saw, I was a bit like, no, not really for me. But um, I think this will be a popular one, and like you said, it's got some very good talent attached to it. So, yeah, I mean, I wish it all the best. Just, not, <laughs> I'm just not gonna play it. <laughs> Good luck, but not in my life. Bye-bye. Uh, Sean, American Arcadia. Yeah, interesting concept from the makers of The Call of the Sea. Um, cool yeah. concept. I'm really quite looking forward to this one. It's got a cool vibe, like that retro-futuristic style thing going on. Um, yeah, I just want, wanted to mention also that Jeff really quickly kind of touched on this, but like the game replaced that they couldn't finish the trailer because they are in Ukraine and being bombed the shit out of. Um, yes, yeah. he, he did mention that. If if you Google this replaced uh, and have a look at the trailer, it's fucking brilliant. Um, mm. Can you remember that that pixel art game that got cancelled because the guy didn't answer the last game? night? Yeah. Yes, we looked, saw a bit of replaced, didn't we, on the Xbox thing last year? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah it was awesome. It it's it looks even better now, um, but obviously the developers are under fire, so <laughs> they didn't get a trailer in. But I think it was a really nice touch of Jeff to just to mention the game to get it there. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, absolutely. Well done, Jeff. You're all right. Sometimes. Through gritted teeth. Well done. Sometimes you're fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved I loved Call of the Sea. It's a great game. Currently on Game Pass. Give it a go if you haven't already. Um, so, yeah, American Arcadia, I'm all in. Absolutely. Uh, right, then we had a look at probably the best trailer of the entire thing. Um, Goat Simulator 3. Um, now, me and Mars were like, wait a minute. What happened to Goat Simulator 2? Turns out, doesn't exist. They've gone straight from one to three. That's it. No, no more questions asked. Um, Miles thought this was Dead Island 2. Did you not? I very much like it rips the trailer, literally like scene for scene, bit for bit. And I was fully expecting Jack Black to come steaming out of a truck at the end of it as well. And he didn't, which was very disappointing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was so surreal. We were like looking at it and I was like, the graphics are not good, like in that way to be Dead Island 2. But this is Dead Island 2's trailer. And I was like, is this their way of being like, hello, Dead Island 2 exists again now after years of nothing? But no, then goats started smashing into things. Everything started blowing up by goats. And I was like, right, this is Goat Simulator. And yeah, when it came up with Goat Simulator 3, I didn't question it. And I was like, hang on a second. There wasn't a 2, was there? Um, Very weird trailer. Very funny. I had a good laugh with it. You know, we were laughing for most of the way through it. But yeah, it's I'm not going to play it. But I appreciate that the trailer was cool. So uh, yeah, good job on that. Yeah, yeah, the trailer did a great job. 
Um, Sean, I know Goat Simulator was very popular in your household. You're going to jump onto the uh, the third in the franchise. Uh, yeah, well, my my only note is game of the year. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these games are stupid fucking fun. This trailer looks amazing. I hope they really lean into that parody angle because genuinely, I saw the the name of the developers and thought this is a goat simulator game. And then I saw the runner. I was like, have they really downgraded Dead Island? And then <laughs> it just played out. Well played to them developers for ripping on that because that's fucking brilliant. Mm. Um, but yeah, this this is going to be awesome. Isn't it? I say this is no. I know no one will agree with me, but that's that's okay. That's okay. Um, these games have a, a a soft spot in my heart with my kids, and it's, it's great. So I'm happy. Fucking well played for skipping two as well. Show Microsoft who's boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Screw naming conventions. Let's just skip numbers. They should just call it Goat Simulator 360, and then Goat Simulator One. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Tobes, are you excited for Goat Simulator Three? No, uh, with a capital. No. Okay. Um, okay. I've just no interest in this uh, trailer. Was kind of that whole style of things that that pissed me off about Saints Row and stuff. So it, it's not it's not for me. And um, yeah, I wouldn't have known if it had said Goat Simulator 10 and I wouldn't have known if there hadn't been any others beforehand. Um, it's going to pass me by and I'm not going to play it. You sure you don't want the code? No, I'm okay, thanks. I, sure? I don't want to waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just All not right. for me. And I think Sean's absolutely right. If you got with the right people and the right, you know, situation, the right mates or something, you probably have a lot of fun with something like it, but it's just not for me generally. My gaming is more a one-player, you know, I prefer my story games. You know, I, you know what I mean. I want to be alone. Leave me alone. I want to be alone. Let me play on my <laughs> with myself. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, you can do that as well. I, I know how it just, sounded. Uh, I just it was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then we had another look at Marvel Midnight Suns. I say another look at Marvel Midnight Suns. We had another CG trailer for Marvel Midnight Suns, which is now due on October seventh, and uh, not too far away. Some of the big guys have been uh, putting up previews this week of Midnight Suns. Um, so you know we're getting there, but we still. Where the hell's the gameplay, uh, Sean? Yeah, you know my thoughts on this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I like the aesthetic of the characters, but until I see them in the game, eat a dick. <laughs> there it is. There it is, Marvel. I'm going to get it right. Um, Toby, where are you with Midnight Suns? See, there there have been um, bits of gameplay shown, but just not not enough. Um, we've seen some of the stuff, but um, yeah, I, 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 overall this. I mean, are we introducing Venom and Spider-Man? Have they not been in any trailers before? I really can't keep track of who's been announced and who hasn't. Um, Spider-Man had a badass shiny suit and he looked cool. But um, yeah, I definitely need more gameplay. I need to know how similar it is to XCOM and how similar it is to Gears Tactics and you know what 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 it does with the card system that's involved and how how card deck buildy it really is because the more it goes to that extreme the more i'm going to get turned off and the more it goes to gears tactics the more i'm going to get turned on again so it's it's got to show me more i mean they've not got long to show us gameplay i mean you know that's only october october 7th didn't it say which i think is another yeah. release date that i found off of a rumor a while ago and is right i'm, I'm on a i'm on a roll a streak you are you i've got stray right as well Port of a stray and everything yeah, yeah. Look at this guy, freaking Oracle over here. <laughs> it's um, not exactly hard to find these things around, but <laughs> I'm no, just true, finding the right ones. That's all. Uh, Miles, you're still waiting for some uh, gameplay? Some 
Yeah, it was nice to see that Venom and Spider-Man are in it. I don't think they've been announced before. I don't think so. And the Hulk reveal at the end was kind of cool. But like Sean said, it's just a CG trailer. We don't get anything from it. And I just want to actually see how it's going to play. Like Toby said, I want to know how similar to the style of game it's going to be, whether it's going to be more XCOM, really challenging, or whether it is going to be something a bit like lighter and easier, or, you know, I just want to know more about it. So nice trailer, don't care until we actually see something about it. I want to shout out Xbox who uh, tweeted after this trailer went out, Spider-Man's coming to Xbox in Marvel's Midnight Suns. <laughs> well played. Good for you Honestly, guys. Honestly, like, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but oh, what a uh, shite. There was, there, there was enough of a gap between the two sentences that was like, yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah, they know, you know what you're doing. parody of themselves. Fair enough. Yeah, fair play. Um, and then we had a look at some Cuphead DLC, the delicious last course coming uh, very, very soon. Uh, I think it's July, isn't it? Or June? June 30th, I think it was. Um, anyone going to jump back into Cuphead? <laughs> I, I really enjoyed Cuphead. Mm. And, and, and absolutely, don't get me wrong, great, great game, beautifully put together and incredible production values for something that, that was created uh, to look like those old cartoons. But because it was so hard and so unforgiving, I don't think I want to go back to it. I found... The, what the three islands in the original game and if you managed to even get to the third island that was a lot um and that's where i got to i couldn't finish the game completely and don't want to go back to dlc on a game i still can't even finish let alone without the dlc to see what i mean so yeah um okay. it's not quite it's not quite going to do it for me to, to to jump back just for that but uh, yeah aesthetically it's a beautiful thing mm. yeah uh sean no it, <laughs> I get your take on that. It, 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 it looks great. I, you know, the cartoon on Netflix is like a favorite in the house. Just, just no one's got the patience to play it here. You know, we play a level and go, oh, we're dead. Okay, then we just turn it off and we never play it again. So, <laughs> whatever. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's what it is. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, then we moved on to Neon White, which got Miles very, very excited when we were watching earlier. Um, we got a release date of June 16th, which is next week. Neon White is very, very, very close. Um, Mars, are you going to be jumping in next week? Absolutely. This looks <laughs> great. I'm actually really excited for this one. But I was really confused because I thought this was had been released last year because we saw a trailer for it at some point last year. And I think I was the only one who cared about it. And I thought it had been and gone and that we just missed the boat on it or whatever. And then, uh, no, this trailer popped up and I was like, hang on a second. This is that really cool Doom looking game with cards in it. That looked really fucking cool. Um, and it still looks absolutely awesome. And the, when they dropped the release date, I was like, yep, I'm all in for that. So super excited to get my hands on it next week. Sweet. Uh, Dose, what did you make of Neon White? Yeah, I, I think traversal wise and, and sort of mirror's edge, you know, if you're feeling like you need some of that kind of thing back in your life, um, this is definitely going to have, um, it, it looks like a fun time. I think the card game part is like, it's verging on a bit that I'd get annoyed with, but at the same time, it just looks like you just throw these cards out and it does moves. So I don't think I'm, I don't think it bugs me too much, if you see what I mean. Um, mm -hmm. Also, the guy, the actual developer is a really nice guy, and he's been on loads of the sort of Steam fests with this game and, you know, walking you through how to do a level one way and then how to do it beautifully another way and then how to do it completely differently, just depending on how, you know, you, how your card deck shapes up and stuff. And it's, he's just really good at explaining his game. It's kind of fun. Cool. I still, I don't, I'm not entirely sure I want to jump in, but with the right deal, maybe. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's a Game Pass game. It like to be in Maybe if it's a Game Pass game. I mean, I, I'd quite happily play it as a Game Pass game, yeah. Sure. Um, Sean, Neon White, where I can? Day one, I'm having it, yeah. yeah. Absolutely fucking <laughs> brilliant. Just a unique oddity thing that exists, that should exist already and doesn't. Um, and this guy's just nailed it. So I, I'm absolutely there for it. Um, I'm willing to fight Toby or Miles for the review code. Oh, well. Have we, found our, have we found our first all three-way everyone wants that game? Gladiator Arena, it must be. I don't mean to throw three-way in there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Don't lie. Three-way and playing with yourself. What's going on tonight, Tobes? Right. goes three-way? Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I'm not interested, so you guys crack on. All right. You crack each other off for this one as much as you like. Oh. <laughs> all right. Cheers. <laughs> Uh, first one wins. Uh, right. Then we have a look at a game that does look very cool. Midnight Fight Express. This is coming out on August 23rd. This looks tight as fuck. Uh, Toby, tell me you want to play this. Uh, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't really want to give that a try? I, I, yeah. I don't see it having massive longevity for me, but yeah, it, it looks like a lot of fun. Definitely. Um, a good style, a good sort of combat simulation. It was t- top down, wasn't it? It was. Um, it just looked like really fun levels, really fun sort of mechanics around how you how you fight. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely down for playing that. And and was it multiplayer? Was it? Um, um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it looks like kind of thing that would be a lot of fun to play. You know, co-op and stuff. You actually want to play co-op game? I like co-op. Wow! I don't always play with myself. <laughs> Sometimes I play with others. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, Sean. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I've been following this guy on Twitter for a while, and he posts up some of the like, glitches and stuff from the game. He's he's like he's got this good game down. This is going to sell oodles of copies, and he's absolutely nailed it. So, yeah, sign me up, whatever. Excellent, Miles, you're hyped for this, aren't you? Uh, absolutely. It was like John Wick, like the top-down Hotline Miami, my friend Pedro style. It, it looks really like immersive and the combat simulation looks dope. Um, yeah, it was just a really good trailer, a really good time. And yeah, it looks like it's going to be a really fun game. Don't have much more to add other than what's already been said. It, it looks great. Yeah, it really does. Really does. Um, and then there was some more content for Warframe. Apparently, if you watch the Summer Game Fest things on Twitch, you can get free cosmetics for Warframe. So Go do that if you're playing Warframe to get free stuff. you got to watch Twitch for like half an hour or something and you can get it unlocked. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and then we got into what I call the Toby double hitter of Star Rail and Sendless Zone Zero. Uh, Toby, tell me all about these. <laughs> <laughs> Honkai Star Rail, yeah, and Zenless Zone Zero. That's so, the ones. Um, these are these are sort of the, the aesthetic and the style that I just think is incredible. It looks amazing. It's got everything I like about anime when I like anime, right? It's got um, beautiful production values, really high-end um, cell shading, and it's just been animated to within an inch of its life. Like, it's beautiful, yeah? But then it's made by a company that, yeah, it all looks good, but underneath, I'm a very suspicious man, right? Mm. Underneath... This is the same company that made Genshin Impact. And Genshin Impact is a gacha loot box mess of um, free, you know, downloadable characters and 
farming for bits of rock to get you one more chance at a rolling a thing that only gets you a sword you didn't need instead of the characters that you want. And you're just sinking hours and hours of your life into something that is really just a money grabbing machine right and i and i hate that i hate the fact that it's taken this wonderful beautiful rpg style um, and anime style and just made a money-making horror out of it um so when i look at honkai star rail when i look at zoneless zen zone zero which is impossible to say i think they come with such a massive caveat at this point yeah it could be awesome they could be that company could be branching out into you know final fantasy style or or persona style rpgs cool single player i'll be there if it is not single player however if it is gacha if it is mmo i'm just no way i'm just going to turn them off i'm going to turn off the things about them on twitter and i'm just going to leave it alone because i don't want to get sucked in by how beautiful they look i have first degree burns from genshin impact absolutely yeah will not go back and i it, it breaks my heart that something is gorgeous as zenless zone zero um and i've never even seen star rail before um and that looked incredible too they they both look so up my alley it's ridiculous but yeah the gameplay counts man gameplay counts you can't just have beautiful graphics there you go it was my little corner of this thing though it looked so good yeah it did um yeah me and mars were like yep this is Toby's area. We're just going to leave this one. Let's see what happens. If we get some more information about them in the coming months and suddenly all they need to do is go, there's no gacha and I'll be all over it. Mm-hmm. I'll give them free press. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they won't say it because it is gacha. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, we shall see. Yeah. I, hope, um, I hope it's on your side, Derek. I do. I, I really do. Um, and then we had a nose at Shredder's Revenge, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which um, announced that Casey Jones is going to be the final playable character. And not only that, it's out next Thursday. My goodness me, I cannot wait. This is probably the biggest thing um, I reacted to uh, whilst we were watching. Um, it looks just completely fantastic. Um, Miles, you'll play it with me, right? I mean, I'll play it with you just to. Uh give you the enjoyment of being able to, you know, try out the six-player co-op. I don't have any particular <laughs> interest in it myself, um, but i got to say, out of the entire, like, showcase, hearing Ross's reaction at the moment that they announced that the release date was next week was uh, probably the biggest highlight, to be honest. It sounded like you blew your entire load all at once and had a great time. So, yeah. oh, it, it, it took, like, an hour and a half or something to get me really excited. <laughs> up to that point you've had nothing to grab onto and then they're like hello TMA, no no it's fucking Next tantric week. to get to that point yeah oh my god <laughs> i've been so patient the whole way through <laughs> at least it was rewarded it was rewarded yeah, um, it really was it looks so good and um it's hot on the hills of the cowabunga collection as well so yeah tmnt fans are eating good this year um sean what did you make of Shadow's revenge looking forward to it it looks fucking great it sounds great um I'm really interested in if that six-player co-op is online. It is not. local and online. Oh, that's really good, isn't it? I, yep. Like, I really need to see if it can be mixed. So, like, if you could have three friends here and three friends online. Well, okay, yeah, that'd be interesting. Because um, I, I could just, you know, I can easily fill up six spots in in a thing, but not all at the same time. So, mm. and it just looks like an absolute blast. Casey Jones, what a great character to add. 
Um, Splinter's going to be my character just so he knows dibs. That's fine. Um, That's fine. I am Donatello until I die. Oh, you're a Donny. Yeah, man. Fair enough. Absolutely. Fair enough. Um, the smart, emotional one. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Oh, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just looks great, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. the fact that it's like ne- coming out next, w- next week, I genuinely thought this was going to be like a couple of months away in the big hitter category. Mm. Uh, you know, one of the Christmas hot sellers. It's just a random week in June. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Indeed, I can't wait. Bloody hell! Um, I might have to fire off a couple of emails in the morning. <clears throat> and then we had a look at Super People, which for the longest time I thought was Saints Row. I was like, "This Saints Row? This is Saints Row? This is Saints Row?" But there wasn't much about it. It was another CGI trailer. Um, it's like a multiplayer shooter of some kind. Um, the beta is now available if you head on to Steam. So yeah, Super People. Tobe, did you get anything from this one? I think this one might be up there with um, Miles's idea of the, the worst titles for today. <laughs> super people. <laughs> not even just superheroes. Um, no, MMO shooter. I mean, there's not much in there that I'm interested in. It was a relatively okay looking CGI trailer, but it didn't do a lot for me. Um, and yeah, I, I, it certainly didn't make me want to jump into an MMO shooter when I absolutely hate the genre. I see. Wow. Uh, Miles, what did you get from Super People? Absolutely the same as Toby. Name sucks. <laughs> the trailer looked boring. Like, it didn't show any... I don't know. I just didn't care for it at all. I thought We thought it was Saints Row, and I was like, this is a really weird trailer for a game we've already had quite extensive looks at already. Um, and then it wasn't. And I was like, that was so weird. It just looked boring. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> if you're going to do a CGI trailer, at least make it interesting so we can shit on it, but at least say it looked good. But... This one was just sort of like, meh, don't care. So, yeah, not bothered. Wow. Damn. Um, Sean, I know you've seen a bit more of Saints Row than uh, the rest of us. Um, do you get why we probably saw this as this might have been a Saints Row-esque kind of game? Yeah. I mean, the characters all looked like Saints Row characters. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> I mean, my, my only note of this super people was, what the fuck was that? And my question was, if they're all super, why do they need guns? Like they were flying around with superpowers and, and missiles. What? What? Why? Maybe they can only fly. Maybe that's their only superpower. This this one guy had like a shield thing over his arm. It's the, I mean, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, like I don't know anything about this game, and I I hate the fact that my curiosity is now peaked to the point where I'm going to be like, is this as much of a car wreck as I hope it's going to be? <laughs> How do I get into this beta? <laughs> Well, let's just go on to Steam and find it. Maybe you can give it a go and see what you think. Oh, I will. <laughs> yeah, I think I will as well. I think I'm going to give it a blast for sure. Um, and then we had a nose at Sega's Humankind, which is coming to consoles, uh, PS5 and Xbox Game Pass. Uh, coming soon, no date on that. But yeah, this is a... Uh, Humankind is kind of like a strategy game where you get to replay sort of big moments in history, but but like redo them and do it and do them, do them in your own way. It's a very interesting concept, and it has been around for a while, and it's done very, very well. Um, I played it at EGX years and years ago. Um, it wasn't really for me then, but my curiosity peaked because it had Sega kind of involved. But, um, Toby, anything about Humankind to get you excited? I mean, Humankind has been out a while, hasn't it? This is just kind of DLC yeah. and extra information about it. I think as a concept for a civilization-type sort of thing, it's got some interesting stuff in it. It looks like it goes a bit further than your average sort of, you know, uh, world builder city builder sort of thing 
um, there was lots about religions and, and, you know, ways you could completely just lord it over your people by creating random stuff. And it, it looked like there was lots of emergent things that were in, available to it. But at the same time, I need, I would have needed a much better PC to run this thing. And I don't, I feel like it's a big time sink as well. It's not, it's not really the kind of game I'm into these days. I used to play a lot of Age of Empires and a lot of that type of thing when I was a bit younger. Um, so I think Humankind would have been on my radar back then. Mm. But not anymore. It's not really my thing anymore. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Um, Miles, you're going to get your PC to play this bad boy? Well, if it's coming to consoles, I might not need to. But um, yeah, it looks very like Civilization style game. Um, mm. I think it looks all right. I'm not sure it's the kind of RTS I particularly like as much. I played a bit of um, Age of Wonders Planetfall, I think it was. I played quite a bit of that for a bit and then kind of dwindled out a bit. It just kind of gets quite repetitive and a little bit boring after a time. Um, yeah, this is one that I might pick it up in like a sale at some point, but it's not one I'm especially bothered about getting day one. But um, nice to see it come to consoles. Um, if they can make it actually work and not play like shit, that'd be quite cool. Yeah, that'd be nice. I think um, it's not the same studio, but Sega did publish the console versions of Tupon Hospital, and they were pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, that was for, pretty all right, wasn't it? For, like, controller-based strategy stuff. So, yeah. If it's if they can kind of wingle that into this, then it might be all right. Fair enough. Um, it might Fair be enough. all right. Uh, Sean, do you want to jump into Humankind when it hits consoles? Um, I'm going to just reiterate what, what both Toby and Miles said, that, to, like, I really like the look of this, and Aspire are doing the port to consoles by the looks of it from the logos. Not so, and you know, they, they are a great porting house. They've done a lot recently. Um, but like Toby said, this this really isn't the game that I've got time for in my life at the moment. Um, if, if it comes on like PlayStation Plus, and obviously it's probably going to be on Game Pass. You see it was on Game Pass? Yeah. Yeah, it's on Game Pass, yeah. I mean, th- this will be probably something I pick up in in the future. Just uh, you know, it's it's in between reviews. It's not something I'm going to rush out and get because it, it probably is going to be time sync and it's it, it looks great, but also like I just don't have the time for it. So mm. it's it's not the, not something I'm going to rush out and play. But if it's there to play, I definitely will play. It. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then we, um, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have the time to play either anymore, but. Um... <laughs> Kind of, Fortnite, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, that's all I care about anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I am I'm 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 somewhat curious. It has my uh, curiosity and um, really more than anything else. So I'm going to land on, on PC Game Pass at least. I might um, might give it a shot. Um then we have the news that One Piece Odyssey, which is coming this year. I have no idea what One Piece is. I don't know if this looks good or bad. I really have no clue. Um, can anyone uh, expand on it for me? Yes. Go for it. <laughs> One Piece Odyssey. What on earth is what on earth was I looking at? Is then? So the One Piece is a is a animation style um, graphic novel that gets better get gets good after three hundred episodes. Okay. Um, cool. <laughs> you you genuinely have to dedicate an entire childhood to it before it becomes good. Um, <laughs> but like it's it's impenetrable now. So unless you unless you've you've grew up on One Piece, you pretty much are going to bounce off this. Um, I'm not up to speed on One Piece. Um, it's about you know a pirate crew and they're all fucking weirdos. But like if if it if it allows you to get up to date quickly, then I'll probably jump into this because I I did used to like One Piece a long time ago. But okay. uh, I mean, 
Jesus so if, Christ. So if I had a, um, if I had like a previously on One Piece, it would be about. Oh, Jesus. I mean, it'd be like this, the, the length of a Hideo Kojima cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you're going to have an entire game's worth of cutscenes before you can you could even start playing. Because okay. it, it's the most complicated anime, but like it's, its fans are rabid. <laughs> like Nintendo fans of the anime world. Oh, Don't geez. dare say a bad word about One Piece. <laughs> Okay, well, I, hey, I, I didn't say it looked bad. I just don't know what I was looking at. That's all. Well, it doesn't matter, man. You need to know one piece. <laughs> apparently so. Apparently so. All right, here, we go. here you go. Go, go, go order it on Amazon now. Um, yeah, Toby, did he get anything from One Piece Odyssey? I feel very uh, wary about saying anything bad about One Piece now. <laughs> um, <laughs> one Piece, the style of it is like the style of anime that I just never go for. That sort of really wacky... Um, strange Japanese humor that I kind of don't get I it's it's not appealed to me at any point and like Sean says it's impenetrable now it's it's so long and convoluted um it looks like however I mean that game didn't look bad it looked good it looked like fans were getting something that looked like the best you know the best one piece RPG media they've ever got their hands on so for for fans I'm I'm very pleased for them but I don't think it's something for me personally Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think I'm. Uh... I can't say it looked bad. Do you know what I mean? It, it looked, it looked good. But if you like mm. One Piece, that's yeah. all. Uh, Miles, are you day one on One Piece Odyssey? Uh, weirdly enough, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only note I made of this was that they were fighting clouds for some reason, and I couldn't understand why, but they were. And the main dude's eyes freaked me out because they look so weirdly proportioned. Um, so yeah, I wasn't particularly paying attention to the game itself, and I probably won't play it. Okay. Well, let's move on then to Soul Hackers 2, which is due in 2022. Um, I'm assuming this is a sequel to Soul Hackers. I have no idea. I haven't played Soul Hackers. I don't know what Soul Hackers is. So did anybody get excited about Soul Hackers 2? Yeah. Go on, Antonio. I haven't played Soul Hackers. (laughs) I haven't played Soul Hackers 1 either. Um, But Soul Hackers 2 looked cool. This was the one that looked the sort of, you know, the best to me in terms of the anime RPG style things that we got a little rush of. Um, lovely music. It's Atlas. It's probably made by a pretty good team, you know, because of that, um, they're, they're, you know, they, they make Persona and such. I think it's got an interesting style and, you know, hopefully if we see some gameplay soon, we'll, we'll get a more of an idea of, you know, whether it's an RPG, whether it's more of an action game or, or, or whatever, but yeah, I was definitely down for the style of that one. It's 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 one I'd give it I'd give it a go. Um I'd definitely take code for it if you see what I mean. If if some were available. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, did you get anything from Soul Hackers too? Uh I'll wait for the reviews. I'll wait I'll wait for Toby's review. Yeah, wait for Toby's review, I would. Because I mean Atlas are a great developer most of the time. Um, so if it's like a Persona style game or a, you know, they did that Citizens of Earth as well. If it's, if it's in between those two games, I'll be on, on board. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Miles? Uh, yeah, like Sean said, I'm going to wait for Toby's review. I bought Tales of Arise based on his recommendations. So yeah, I don't know anything about Soul Hacker 2 and I didn't understand the trailer. So I'll wait for Toby to gratefully explain it to me. <laughs> we'll look up for Toby's review of Soul Hacker 2. At some point, no pressure, man. Very excited. (laughs) Better be good, Toby. (laughs) Um, And then we got an announcement that uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium 2 
is another compilation of uh, some classic Capcom arcade games uh, coming July 22nd. Looks like it features Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, etc., etc., and a bunch of others. Looks like a great collection. Um, so, yeah, look out for that next month. And then we had another look at Metal Hellslinger. Hellsinger, I should say, not Hellslinger. I always get that wrong. Um, it's coming out September 5th to Xbox, PS5, and PC. I should stress, I was playing this this afternoon. Um, downloaded the demo, and it's fucking sick. I cannot wait to play the full game. Um, Tobes, are you going to play this? No. Okay. I'm not going to play this. Uh, this one made my ears bleed. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't care for that at all. The um, Screamo was horrible, and the um, it, it turned into a more of an Evanescence song at about halfway through, and that was okay, but no. Um, and I don't. I just don't really care for the rhythm shooter, you know, Doom clones. It, it's not a whole lot of interest, really. I'm glad you liked it, though. Oh, I had a great time. I had a great time. Um, Sean? Metal Hellsinger. Yeah, I'm going to download the demo. Um, I really want to know what it feels like to have to, to be like in that doom panic mode where enemies are descending upon you and you can't shoot them because you're not on the beat. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know how controlled you have to be to be that fucking good at that game. Because um, I do get the feeling that I would just be like, fuck, 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 and just fuck it up. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm interested in playing it. Um I've been playing that sound for, I've got a review coming for that, and that's similar, where you get, you know, you have to do everything on the beat. Mm. So I, I hope this is a genre that can continues to expand, because um, I, I like the rhythm X, other genre stuff that's going on. Yeah. So give me more. Yeah, I know, you know, Toby might not like them, but I will, I'll buy them, so. Rhythm something might be good. Rhythm shooter, not my thing. I think you dig sound for. I might well. Yeah, that one looks more like my thing. Yes, it has got pop music in as well. It's very, very uh, effeminate. Just up your streets. As long as it's not, <laughs> then I'm okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Because that's not anything. That's just horrible. Listen, there's a little bit of Rihanna, a little bit of Doja Cat. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Miles, I know you're up for Metal Hell Singer. Singer. It looks like an absolute blast. I watched a, a gameplay bit trailer, something about it, like literally this week, last week, something like that, and I was like, I really want to play that, and. Uh, yeah, it looks absolutely sick. Like Sean said, I'm so intrigued to see of like how much my adrenaline can cope with missing a shot because I didn't do it on the beat or getting so in tune with the music. I forget that I'm actually playing a video game and need to actually shoot the things that are trying to kill me. Um, it just looks so much fun. And I really wanted to play BPM, never got around to it. So this will be my chance to hop in. And did you say it was coming to console as well? Because if not, I'll be getting a PC just to play it. Yeah, it's coming to PC, uh, it's PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Six. I'll just buy the PS PC for something else then. But uh, yeah, this one looks <laughs> for all the good. ten games that you saw at the start of the uh... yeah yeah for the first hour of games <laughs> we saw yeah I'll buy it for that instead. But yeah, this one looks dope. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, it is. It is really really intense. But in a weird way, I find it easier than Doom. I don't know why. Uh, maybe maybe because I'm a musician, I can just work to a rhythm. And but the rhythm's there, and it works for me. Like it's like it, it just becomes more tactical because Doom for me is just like shoot and spray, and I'm a bit rubbish at it. Um, because I can never really aim all that well. But aiming when you actually have kind of like a, a beat in your head to go like boom, left, left, right, up, down. For some reason, that just works. And I had a really great time playing the demo this morning. So um, I'm very excited to see the final product. And it's going to be, a, yeah, it's going to be a blast. 
even if Troy Baker's in this one as well. Oh, God. Um, then we got to see The Quarry, which is out tomorrow or out today, if you're listening to this when this podcast goes up. Um, you can see our full review of the game um, over at fingerguns.net, but this was just a launch trailer. Um, Greg did speak very highly of the game in his review. Um, go check it out on fingerguns.net. But yeah, The Quarry is out now. Um, who's interested in The Quarry? Anyone going to pick it up? Sean? I am, I am very interested. Um, I almost pre-ordered it today. Okay. Um, and then I saw the price and went, ooh, maybe not. <laughs> That's kind of exactly what Miles said. Miles said, yeah, it's great, but I'm not paying full price. That's it. Like, I just feel like £65 is too much. Like, I don't know why. I'm just, like, not keen on that. But it does look very, very good. It looks very Until Dawn again. And Greg's review was excellent as well and was really praiseful of it. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm not paying that much. I'll get it on a deal at some point. Was it was Until Dawn full price when it launched? I can't remember. I think, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was. yeah. But I felt like Until Dawn was like a little bit new in terms of that all then. So it kind of felt a bit novelty. So I didn't mind paying for that. But this mm. one I'm not paying for. Not full mm. price. I, th- I think it I think it all depends on the cast, doesn't it? Because I think the cast of Until Dawn was was, you know, you had a, a couple of really good up and coming actors in there. Um and then obviously this one you've got, you know, they've obviously had to pay for the cast for this one. And it's got uh, pretty much the entire cast is well known horror actors or up-and-comers so i imagine you know like if you were to go and see a film with this cast you'd be like fuck what, a, what an amazing cast and i you know mm. I, guess, I guess the price is what you're paying for for the, having that cast mm. you look at the you know the dark picture anthology games you maybe have one or two known actors that you might have seen in a couple of episodes of eastenders or something but you know like they're not you know no known actors how dare you iceman was in the first one <laughs> He was in the first one, yeah, yeah. Look, at the, look what they did for his career. That's the only one I knew as well. I was like, oh, it's Iceman. What the fuck is he doing here? <laughs> you didn't know Hayden Penitentiary? Yeah, but um, that was Until Dawn. The, the anthology is like a separate series in my mind. I don't know why. I just consider them separate. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Toby, you going to play the quarry? No, I, I, I didn't like Until Dawn. I'm going to be the the one who shits on everything for the rest of this podcast. Okay. I um, <laughs> I, I just found, I think, I think Greg touches on it in his review. There's this sort of, it's a lot of horror cliches. Do you know what I mean? Just one after another, after another. And I just found it dull. I found it, I didn't care to keep any of them alive. Do you know what I mean? By the end of it. So the quarry just <laughs> makes me think, well, here's another cast of people. I'll quite happily let them die before the end of the storyline. It's um, it's not really for me. I don't think. I, I don't. Think I have to. Is, I have to. Um, I think you made that pretty clear. Yeah, the, my 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 time. You know, you gotta you gotta bring. You gotta only play the things that you've got. You know that that you're definitely gonna be things that you know you'll absolutely love. You know, like nines and tens. Otherwise, I just run out of time to play all the video games. I can't play everything. Greg gave this a nine. No, no, but I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you? Did, Terry, did you finish Until Dawn? Well, not in the end, I don't think, no, because I think they all died, or so, I gave up. So, so the, I mean, the, the Dark Pictures anthologies, they are, there are a lot of horror cliches and they just tell scary stories, but the difference between, you know, with Until Dawn and The Quarriers, the idea is that they, they subvert those, those cliches and they do, like, slap them on thick to make you feel like it's going to be a, you know, X movie you've seen before. But then they do they do go out of their way to make to make it something new, and that's kind of what Until Dawn did with with its story, where it, it tried to do something new with 
a story that you probably heard loads of times before. And I, I genuinely think you would have really enjoyed it if you actually, you know, went through and saw it through to the end. We will never know. We will. <laughs> we will. <laughs> I'll, I'll, in, take, I, I'll take your advice, but I don't think I'm going back. In, in 30 years' time, when you've got, like, all the time in the world. Yeah, maybe. And we, we've got complete backwards compatibility because Sony was so forthright in their thinking. They've archived every <laughs> game ever. Yeah. <laughs> we can go back and play it. Because obviously finger guns will still be running at 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll still be here. Um, Until Dawn is, is part of the PS Plus thing, isn't it? It certainly yeah. is. Yeah. Sure it's on there. No excuse. <laughs> you can't go back now and play it. <laughs> This is life is strange. I'm not being peer pressured into going back to a game I didn't enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. Fair enough. Um, And then we had a look at Nightingale, um, which looks really, really cool. um, Apart from the giant spiders, I was all up for it until I saw giant spiders. Um, This looks like a kind of horror card-based game. I don't know. I think Miles got more out of it than I did. Um, Miles, did you take what did they tell me? Basically, what I'm saying is, can you take over? Because I don't know what Nightingale is about. (laughs) I think it's like a survival sim um, of that kind of genre. It's got card-based randomization within it. It looked like um, it looks like it's going to be another kind of slightly clunky, janky first-person survival sim. Um, how good it is will, I guess, depend on the depth of the mechanics of it. You know, whether it's going to turn out to be like a green hell or whether it's going to turn out to be one of the, the shittier ones. Um, I don't personally like the look of it. I just I really hate the the clunky style of it um but i think the fantasy elements add something new that other survival games don't have as much of yet or not all of them do um so it's got its own potential little niche um like you said there's very big spiders in it's that'll scare some people off um i think it's got a lot of like twitch potential like streamer and influencer potential if they kind of get in on it quite quickly and quite enjoy it then i think it could do quite well but otherwise i think it might slightly get buried by the other you know horde of survival games that are kind of out there already at the moment mm. um so yeah, it'll just depend on how it releases and how people take to it but i won't be jumping in on it green hell was a very good game for me but it was a rarity it was an odd one out not my norm yeah i was thinking when i was watching it that we were talking the other day about cat finally having a horror game to review and maybe this is the one yeah that's a good shout actually <laughs> that is a very good shout <laughs> maybe this is the one uh we'll see i don't know well, you watched this game, this uh, showcase from the start. There's plenty of horror games coming out. Jesus Christ. Um, Toby, did you, did you get anything from uh, Nightingale? Um, uh, no. Uh, okay. This <laughs> looked like plotless, janky, boring-ass survival sim rubbish. It looked... It was one of the worst ones, I reckon. Pretty much the one of the worst ones of the whole showcase. Uh, there's nothing of interest there for me. Yikes. Yikes. Nothing at all. Why is it called Nightingale? Well, I guess we'll find out, won't we? Yeah. yeah you know, right. you know, it should just be called around. Boring Survival Mode. Shit. It would okay. still be better than the Storm one. Uh, Sean, anything from Nightingale? Yeah, I'm quite excited. Hey. <laughs> uh, the, the, the explorer is Nightingale who goes through the portal. That's okay. why it's called Nightingale. There you go. Um, I think it, it looks like a reasonably good survival game. You know, it's not gonna it's it's gonna appease the arc crowd and the um green hill green green hell players. So, you know, it's it's just another one of these genres and you know, these there's a lot of these out there because it's massive business. Um 
I, I think it looks great. I probably will pick it up and try it. Uh, if it hits a subscription service, even better. I really just hope that Everwild doesn't come out and eat this game's lunch in, in uh, a couple yeah. of days' time because this looks like it's sitting exactly in where Everwild is going to be targeting. Everwild? Everwild. Do you know Rare's new one? That's not a survival game in any way. Are you sure? Yeah, we don't even know what that's going to be. Okay, then. Do you know what that's going to be from some secret meeting? I mean, it's going to be a multiplayer co-op survival game, so... <laughs> seen this when? Since forever. Anyway. <laughs> it's going to be Everwild was that beautiful shiny. animal... Yeah. CG cuts, you know, um, yeah, yeah, cell-shaded yeah. beautiful thing about, you know, the spirits of animals. What's that got to do with any survival game? Because that's, I mean, that's... The they've changed what they've they've changed what they're going to do with it in that case. Oh crap! Well, I'm going to take that off from my list. <laughs> oh my god! Didn't, didn't they go back to the drawing board with Everwild? And that's why we still haven't seen anything since yeah. the initial yeah. reveal. Yeah. yeah. Which is why yeah. I was not sure we knew anything about it. Yeah, it, it, from from what I've heard, I don't know if there's any of this is official. Um, is that it's a co-op survival game? That's so, very and, sad. I mean, it's it's kind of like Sea of Thieves, but fantasy. So, oh god, that is really sad. I mean, I it was always aiming to be that. I don't know if like the trailer gives you a, the wrong impression. I think when we talked about this on the Xbox reveal thing, we was we'd never mentioned a word about survival or oh okay co-op of any kind. Fair enough. I really hope it's a multiplayer four four player co-op survival game now. <laughs> Can't wait <laughs> to see it. <laughs> I'm sad. Oh man, that's going to be hilarious. Um, right then, let's go to Saints Row Boss Factory, which is out now. You can download it on your console of choice and PC, and you can design your Saints Row character ahead of Saints Row coming out um, by the end of the year. Um, there's only one person to talk to about this, uh, Sean Davies. Yeah. So I've had some time with this this already. I don't know why I've written a preview for something that's completely free. You can go and preview it yourself, no charge, on every platform apart from Nintendo Switch. Um, but yeah, you can you can basically play around with the creator character till your heart is content. It's uh, the fucking the amount of customization in this game is going to be mind blowing. You can you can build whatever you want basically, whatever character you can dream of, you can build it in this thing, um, or you can just be totally stalkers, um, which I I did in my first build. Just designed a naked version of me and it was great um but like you know punk rockers um hip-hop guys trench coat guys guys in gimp suits the whole shebang is there so go and give it a download and if you do you can when you start saints row when it comes out in august 23rd you could just start with your boss so you could pick whichever boss you've saved and you could just start the game there without having to spend hours in the creative character situation so yeah, save yourself some time, download it now. You also get two rewards for DJ Helmets, and there's like going to be competitions and stuff on the website on saintsrow.com. There you go. Everything you need to know about the Saints Row Boss Factory is currently on fingerguns.net. All uh, right, then let's go um, into Warhammer Dark Tide. I guess this is going straight back to Sean Davies. Um, Xbox and PC September 13th. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I need friends that like this shit because I'm fed up of like, you know, Vermintide came and went and I didn't get to play as much as I wanted. I need you all to start liking Warhammer and liking first person shooters with no story. Okay. 
<laughs> Please, because like like these games are the great fun in in co-op when you know everyone's involved, and uh, I I this one looks great, and I know it's like not something that a lot of people on on in our group are interested in, but you know is a come on please <laughs> just download it on game pass and play it for an hour with me i promise you'll be fun <laughs> all right yeah okay that's fine i'll do that that's no problem um miles can i play some I more actually, hammer john i actually really like the look of this the chainsaw kill looked absolutely sick and it looks yeah. violent and gory and there's class-based stuff you know i'm actually pretty down for this i like first person shooters it gave me a bit of a doom vibe within like the 4k 40k universe i have no idea about anything warhammer but i will definitely give this a bash with you and here comes Devil's Advocate Toby. Here we go. <laughs> um, uh, no, I thought this one looked pretty good. I just don't really dig Warhammer. It, it looks good, though. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think it looked like fun. Fucking hell. I did wow. not expect that, I'll be honest. <laughs> All right, Sean, I think you've got your four-player team for when this comes out, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind giving it a try. Yeah, but the fact that it's going to be on Game Pass means that exactly. think, you know, people yeah. are going to just jump on and give it a go. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm happy. Thank you, man. Can't wait. It's gonna be a laugh. Um, and then we had a look at Layers of Fears. I don't know why this is called Layers of Fears. It's another ridiculous title. Um, this is coming soon to consoles and PC. Another game I'm not gonna play. Um, Miles, you gonna play this one? Uh, I played the first one, I think, and it was fine. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't great. It was like a decent horror game. Um, I know it's Bloober Team. I quite liked the medium, but they're a little bit controversial at the moment. I've actually started to realise <clears throat> in terms of like how they do their themes and the way that they deliver their stories are not exactly uh, well appreciated by everyone. Um, stupid name, I agree. It's kind of annoying that they didn't just call it Layers of Fear 3, which would have just made more sense. Um, I kind of said to you while we watched it, it kind of feels like it's trying a bit too hard to be scary. Like, I know that might sound weird, but it felt like it was trying to do all the cliches and tropes of a scary trailer. And I was a bit like, I've seen this a billion times before. It's really not that scary. Mm. Um, so again, it's one of those I might just pick up or play on a sale or if it's on Game Pass, I'll try on that. But I don't think it's one I'm going to pick up straight away. And I don't think many people are going to be that fussed. Um but yeah, you never know. Maybe it'll be better than we expect, but I'm not holding out too much hope, unfortunately. Hmm. Which we shall see. Uh, Toby, Layers of Fears. I can't talk now. Okay. Okay. Sean, Layers of Fears. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is like a remake of the first of, of Layers of Fear and Layers of Fear 2. And the pit putting them <laughs> together. It's like a, an amalgamation of the two. Uh, in Unreal oh. Engine 5. So well, that's why yeah. it's called Layers of Fears. That makes more sense now. Okay. It's still shit, but that does make a lot more sense. <laughs> so I, I was I, I played them both. Um like I said, they're both passable horror experiences that I mean to be fair, they're not really that scary. There's it's mostly like jump scares and pursuit sections that get your blood pumping. But you know, they're, they're not they're not great horror games, but they are passable experiences and a nice way to... I say fucking nice. I can't say nice. Um, not even pleasurable. A decent enough way to spend an evening is the best <laughs> way I could put it. Um, both games have issues, but if they've managed to fix those issues in this remake, then, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give them both another another play because it's, I think I give the second one six out of ten when it released on Nintendo Switch. And... 
you know, if it's if it's a big shinier version, sure, I'll go along for the ride. Why not? Birdies, birdies. Yeah, I guess this isn't for you then. No, no. What no. do we have to do to get you to review a horror game? Um, I I reviewed Outlast back in the day. You did. And yeah, that was I, it. I mean, good. how long ago was that? Um, it was the launch of the X of the PS4. So we're talking ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's been ten years since you last reviewed a horror game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it actually has been. Yeah. Right, Resident Evil Four. Let's do it. Oh, I love I love I love Resident Evil. Resident Evil's my there jam. There you go, man. Yeah, I can't wait. Get me a code, man. It's all <laughs> we're on. Let's do it. I'm sure no one will be pissed off with that. Everyone will be perfectly okay with that. <laughs> Everyone else on the team is like gasping for Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Ross, the horror hater. <laughs> uh, mine, actually. I'll take it. Thanks, guys. Oh, great. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and then we had another nose at Gotham Knights, another CG trailer for this thing. October 25th. Um, this is not going down well in the old thing against HQ. Miles, you're not feeling Gotham Knights, are you? This was my like one controversial opinion of when this was announced. I was like, I don't like the look of this, and I don't think it's going to be good when it releases. It gives me a solid like six out of ten vibe from it, which I know isn't terrible. I'm not saying it's going to be like awful, but I don't think it's going to be good. It's still somehow they've taken like Rocksteady's perfect system, the fluid animation, the really rock solid combat, and they've made it look really floaty and boring and uninteresting and I don't know how they've managed to do it but it looks so much worse even though they've had all of this time to build on what's already been done um, I really love Red Hood as a character but I just I don't know there's something about this that just gives me a really bad feeling it doesn't look smooth the trailer was fine like it was in sync with the music which was kind of cool but we've already seen a bit of gameplay it's kind of turning into that thing of like we've seen enough of it like I don't need to see more of it now I'm not convinced anyway I just, I don't know. I get really bad vibes off of this one, and I feel like it's quite a, a phoned-in, unnecessary game. But I want to be proven wrong. I really hope I am wrong on this, but everything I've seen about the game, from the gameplay to the story, the graphics, it all just looks very middling. And I feel like they're trying to follow up Rocksteady's games, which are so good. It's just so below par on the level that's expected now. Um yeah, this trailer did, again, very little for me, and it's not giving me any more confidence it's going to be any better than what I thought when I first saw it. So, yeah, kind of my controversial opinion on this one. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, too far away from that. I think it looks fine. Um, I don't think it's going to blow our minds um, by any means, but I think I think it looks better than what your thing's saying, thought thinking it is. I just think it's going to be fun. It might yeah. be a fun sort of blast to, to tear through, but yeah, I'm not you know chomping at the bit to play it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, totally get you. Yeah. Um, where are you with Gotham Night, Sean? I'm excited. Um, I'm expecting um the equivalent of Batman Arkham Origins to the rest of the Arkham series, you know. Mm-hmm. A, a perfectly good seven out of ten romp in the same vein as the other games, but not quite as nailed down. Um the reason why I was quite pumped about this trailer was that obviously you had very different skins for Nightwing. So there's like three or four different versions of Nightwing within the trailer. So I think I think that there might be like the inner DC geek inside me was like, I wonder if they really nailed down, like they, they've gone into the, the depth of these characters and that you'd be able to unlock different versions of Nightwing because 
obviously a lot of these characters have had different versions you know robin's been very different people over the the course of batman's existence so you know, it'd be really cool if, if they have done that and delved into the different types of character you know we've got different batgirls different you know robins different nightwings different red hoods but it'd be you know be interesting and I'm, mm. I'm I'm quite interested in this angle of it now. It's not something I considered before. Okay. All right, nice one. Oh, I reviewed um, Dying Lights. Does that count? Dying Light was also at the start of PS4. <laughs> it was at least 2015, 2016. And I think we all did this, didn't we? I think those were like a combined effort of myself, you and Paul. That yeah. was Paul's last review. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Toby, are you back yet? Uh, yeah. Hey, man, what did you make of Gotham Knights? I I've been down with Gotham Knights since the beginning, and I'm, I'm the opposite of Miles. I think it looks great. I think I definitely I, I can see what he means about the animation. Like, there's a janky, maybe not janky, but like a like a sort of stop start to it that is a little annoying. It's not very smooth. Um, so I see where that's I see where it's coming from on that. In terms of the storyline though, and the and the you know the court of owls and all of the you know the Bat family, I'm I'm really down with it. I, I really want to experience that post Batman Gotham with those characters. I think it'd be really fun. But Sean's nailed it. It's going to be Ar- Arkham Origins compared to the rest of Arkham. It's going to be a seven or an eight. There's there's no two way about that. I don't think. Hello. Sorry, I thought I was not muted. There we go. Um, yeah, I like Dark Origins, so that's fine with me. Um, yeah, same. Same. It's um, just it just wasn't the nine or ten that the other ones were. It was a eight, you know, or a seven. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we finished off with some Last of Us news. Mister Neil Druckmann came to the stage, looking all shaved and you know, with nice short hair, looking absolutely ripped to shit. Um, obviously, his Last of Us money is doing very well for him. Uh, but we had a first glimpse at the Last of Us multiplayer factions. Um, are they called it factions? I don't know if they're really if they're going to keep it called it called factions. But um, yeah, no footage, nothing yet still. But we did get a bit of concept art, um, which looks pretty cool, I guess. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Still no information regards to when that's coming out. But apparently we'll hear more next year. So that's exciting times. Um, then we got some news about Last of Us TV show. Um, they said they're wrapping up filming tomorrow, um, which is uh, Friday, if you're listening to this. And yeah, there may be some news that it might come out a little bit sooner, you know, than 2023. Um, Druckmann was very coy on the, in the actual release. So hmm, very exciting times. It might be here sooner than we think. Um, and then Mr. Troy Baker and the wonderful Ashley Johnson came to the stage to confirm that they will be, in fact, in the show, not just as cameos, but as actual characters. Um, we don't know who they're playing. Uh, might be brand new characters, might be characters from the game, but they are in the show and they, they play a pretty important role, apparently. Um, that would have been cool to be kept as a surprise to just watch the show and be like, hey, look, it's Natalie Johnson. But uh, there we go. It's been announced now, so you know, what are you going to do? Um, but of course, um, they were there to promote The Last of Us Part 1, which is coming out on September the 2nd, a full remake of the original PS3 game built from the ground up for PS5. Um, it looks shiny. It looks a shiny version of The Last of Us. I don't know what else to say. Uh, Toby, are you going to jump back into The Last of Us? See, we were we were saying about this just before we came online. Um, the 
it would be like my eighth, maybe ninth time through that story. Mm. Um, but guess what? Yeah, I'll do it again. Um, it's great. It's a great game. It's, a, it's such a fun time. And when we got to see the nice sort of comparisons between, you know, the the graphics of one of them, the, the original versus the graphics of the uh, the remake, you could see how much better it was. I think. I think having played The Last of Us 2 so recently, I'm just like, yeah, I know what their faces look like in, in a gorgeous 4K. But then you look back at the, the original and you're like, oh, actually, <laughs> it didn't look that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so, yeah, it's a great excuse to go back. I, I'm not keen on paying 70 quid, so we'll have to see, um, you know, is 70 quid for a brand, for, for you know, it was not not really a brand new game. It's a, it's a remake of a remaster of a original from 10 years ago. So... I'm going to wait for a sale, but um, yeah, it will be one that I eventually play for sure. Yeah. Just not day one. Yeah. Um, Sean, did you ever complete The Last of Us? No. Are you going to? I, so the reason why I didn't, I didn't is because I waited too long. And by the time I played it, everything else had advanced so far that it had aged like shit. Mm. And I, there was one particular section which stuck in my brain where the, it, it was part of the trailer that we saw today where there's like part of an overhang from like a, a broken down freeway or something and it looked like shit in the PS4 remaster the, through PS3 original. And I just remember it feeling so fucking clunky and the cars looking almost too rectangular on, on the on, but none of that exists within the trailer that we saw today for part one. I, I know it's £70 and I know that I enjoyed what I played, but I just waited too long. And my my pleasant memories, my nostalgia for, for The Last of Us doesn't exist because I played it too late. So mm. I am going to play it. I, I, I know I'm going to part with 70 quid for this stupid freaking game. Um, and it's coming out at a perfect time for you, isn't it? How, how do you mean? Well, like you can step in with the best graphics there are and you can play it through yeah. properly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got, I got. So pretty much everything they showed in the trailer, I'd already seen, and I already know what's that happens at the end, and you know, so it's it's not as if it's going to spoil anything for me, or you know, I, 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 and the TV show as well, it's, it's going to tie into that. So it's it's yeah. God damn it! I'm trying to talk myself out of it. Somebody tell me I don't need to spend money on this. Um, you do, yeah, yeah, you do. It's going to be great. Um, of course, you can just go and play it right now. Um, if you really want to, but of course you won't have the shininess. Well, that's that's the problem though, isn't it? Because I, mm. I, when I'm playing it, I'm like, this doesn't feel good. Like if I was playing it on my PS3 ten years ago, I'd have probably been like, that's awesome. But I, I came back to it just a couple of years ago, and we were, you know, the end of the PS4 lifestyle. You've got an entire generations worth of enhancements and gameplay changes that just aren't there. And if they are in this one. Like you say, you know, you said about the AI being different and upgraded. Like, I'm, I'm just hoping they fixed all the dated aspects because if they did, then you know, it's going to be another really fresh experience for everyone, even if you played it before. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Um, I'm really excited. Um, I love the Last of Us Part One, so any excuse to play through it again, especially on the new consoles, is going to be great. So yeah, I'm ready to get my heart broken once again. I can't wait. Um, right then, well, that was it. Um, that was it from the Summer Game Fest. Um, thank you all very much indeed for listening to the podcast. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. 
If you want to follow us individually, you can do that as well. Just go to the description below. All of our handles are in there, except Miles. He's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, want to follow our Patreon for $1 a month, you can keep the podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's it. We will be back very soon. I Hopefully, we'll have an Xbox showcase reaction going up that night as well. Um, fingers crossed if everything works out. If all the stars align, we can make that happen. But if not, um, we will do a full-on recap on the show um, a few days later. But yeah, there's lots to cover this week. So we're going to do our very best to make sure we can cover everything we can on the podcast and on the website for you as well. Because, hey, we're finger guns, and that's what we do. But until then, until that auspicious occasion, it is goodbye from Sci-Fi Space Bounds. See you later. Goodbye from Toby Stranding. Sayonara. Goodbye from Tiny Sean's Wonderland. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Gun Podcast.